What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is our good friend, the super talented Mr. Gustav Fieldstrom. Hello. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor. Or working for the man. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. Check us out at MoGraph.com and MoGraph.com slash live if you want to get a lineup of who is going to be on the show. Right now, there is um, nobody in the lineup. We should probably work on that. We'll work uh, on that. We will work on that. One of the reasons uh, is because we are working on a tour with Max on right now, and we are finalizing some of the details of one of those, mm. where those dates are going to be, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're not scheduling too far in advance because some of these tour shows that we're doing uh-huh. are actually going to, uh, well, some of the portions of them are going to mm-hmm. be live and also double as the podcast for that Monday, at least the panel mm-hmm. discussion port- portion of our So get show. ready for a whole bunch of live episodes. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Mm. And I still have Gustav, to edit did them. Did I say your last name correctly? Uh, I didn't detect that you did not. So okay, cool. I think we're good. Good. That's good. <laughs> um, the thing about these shows is that we will be partnering with Maxon for this, and so the panel discussion that we do will basically be the show. So we'll do like a regular intro and things like that. Um, sometimes Matt and I will both be there. Sometimes mm-hmm. it will just be one of us, and maybe in extreme circumstance neither one of us maybe ej will take over but i don't think that that's going to happen i don't think Um, that's going to be the case um but just in case it did so what we're going to do is we're going to roll that into the podcast as well so on mondays you might not see us go live you might just go back and watch the video from the live show or listen to the show if you're but most people are itunes listeners honestly Mm. a huge majority are itunes listeners so you should still hear the show come out around the same time um uh throughout the year but uh for instance now next week uh we are going to be talking more about the tour a little bit giving some Mm -hmm. more information we'll have some of that finalized um so you know we may if we can work it out have somebody come on from the tour and and um chat with us a little bit about it or something and then we'll do a show so that's kind of up in the air. So watch MoGraph.com slash live for that. MoGraph.com slash TV. You can turn it on, rip the knob off, watch your favorite MoGraphy things all day. Um, looking to do a spring refresh pretty soon. I I feel like it's showing too many episodes of the show um, for some reason this time. I don't I don't know why this, this time around the uh, algorithm is doing something different. <laughs> I built this algorithm kind of. But um, we're also going to have some... We, we've had like the same episodes of MoGraph in there. We got a refresh coming with that and some <clears> other <throat> episodes of things. I would love to get uh, VFX and Chill on there as well, mm-hmm. which would be really cool. So, Maxon, let's, let's work on that. We got to um, get that lined up. Also, Big Camp MoGraph news coming out yeah. in the next week mm-hmm. or so. You know, so make sure if you're not on the newsletter for Camp MoGraph, make sure to sign up, campmograph.com. Um, you know, the dates, the location and the ticket sale dates have been announced. Um, but we're hoping sometime later this week, um, to be able to announce all the workshop instructors and maybe all the fireside chats. We're still working on getting a couple more people like 
in for Locked sure, in. you know? Yeah, yeah to confirm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited for everyone to see. One person in particular is actually here on the show today. Yes. <laughs> Gustav mm-hmm. is a workshop commander. That's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Commander Gustav. Commander Gustav. <laughs> Is is going to be teaching? We've got the different levels. If you if you're coming uh, as a camper, you're a cadet. You've got the commanders in charge of workshops. You got the admirals. Uh-huh. It's the camp camp directors. Camp directors. Yeah, the fireside awesome. chat speakers are mission mission specialists. Mission. Yeah, they'll be your mission specialists. So right. Uh, what what are you? Where is going engineering, to be? Dave? Engineering is is definitely like the command center. You know. Okay. Yeah. Where yeah, the yeah, spreadsheets yeah. are. Yeah. How about oh, pin? and then the bar is ten forward. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, of 10 course. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. That's funny. <clears throat> um, so, uh, Commander Gustav, what do you have planned for camp? Yeah, uh, I I have a workshop uh, that I I still need to come up with a uh, cool, clever title, but it's uh, it's basically uh, leveraging some of the principles of cinematography. Uh, uh, also known as visual structure and how to leverage that for MoGraph. Um, That's cool. Nice. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen a lecture um, several years ago at a filmmaking workshop given by um, Alex Buono, who's a, at the time was the um, uh, cinematographer for the digital unit at uh, SNL. Mm. And uh, he just gave this really awesome lecture on on this topic. And uh, he, in turn, was stealing it from his professor, Bruce Block, who wrote a book about it. So I'm stealing that. So uh, and nice. I'll just be adapting it for MoGraph. So, nice. uh, yeah, pretty excited about that. So quantum cinema cinematography. Yes. Yes. <laughs> quantum cinematography. <laughs> Yo, bro, I heard you like cinematography. So we put cinematography <laughs> yeah. inside your cinematography. <laughs> it's both good cinematography and bad cinematography at the same time. At the same and you time, won't yes. know. Unless Until you, you see it. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. Uh, you call that Schrodinger's cinematography. <laughs> you read my mind, Dave. Uh-huh. You were right there. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> well, nice. There we go. Yeah. My crappy yeah, So ball. I'm, I'm super excited about that. So yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to talk about the other, uh, the other, what, what would you call them? They're not classes. Workshops. They're workshops. Well, they're workshops. But away in missions. Space terms, the other away missions. Away missions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the activities or the away missions. Right, right. Yeah. We'll have to figure out the instruction. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We're doing a lot of really fun stuff with, with mm-hmm. the theme. That's, that's I'm the thing. enjoying it's all about the, the theme. Uh, like, this has been a big push with Mark. And, you know, yeah. it just kind of happened organically with him uh, last year where, like, we really pushed this. I mean, he pushed this, you know, the 60s, 70s, you know, mm. hippie vibe or whatever. And now mm-hmm. this year it's like space. And it's like, all right, cool. I love, I love, I love that themes. we've got a theme. It's awesome. Yeah. You know. Wait till you see what I do with puppets. <laughs> you know me and my puppets. Puppets. Mm-hmm. You didn't say there were going to be puppets involved. <clears throat> yeah, there will be puppets involved. Absolutely. I, I've got a puppet right here, but I can't show it to you yet. No, nope. I'll, I'll yeah. show you off air when we mm-hmm. get. Yeah, um, Dave and his puppets. Yeah, so let's talk real quick before we get into you, uh, Gustav. We're going to talk about the Beeple Party real quick because we have to. Yeah, we have, we have to. to. Beeples, people, where do you get the Beeples, people, what's up with the guy? 
Um, first I have of all, to go get, I have to go get my tissues. Sorry. <laughs> oh yes, sorry. Uh, you can you can totally FOMO with us right now, and uh, I will say, man, what a freaking experience that was. First of all, yeah. Um, just so happy for Mike. First of all, yeah. Like so much went into that. So much went into it. So much planning. I mean, just besides building the building, like the the planning yeah. of the event and everything else is mm-hmm. just was just spectacular. Uh, we start out by, of course, going through security and getting on a shuttle and driving somewhere. We didn't know where. Right. I know now where it is. And uh, it was not a murder mystery. So that's, it was not, that no. was good. So we get there, and uh, it's basically your your it's it's divided into stages through the night. So you've got mm-hmm. a section that's like just gallery. You're just looking at gallery stuff and walking around, and you're eating uh, hors d'oeuvres and things and having some drinks. I stuck with the Corona just for <laughs> Mike, you know, and uh, walking around dressed up all fancy and, and such. And, yeah, uh, you know. Dave, you looked fantastic. I oh, have to say, oh, thanks, you, you were very well dressed, very dapper. You looked just like a waiter. Yes, in fact, <laughs> people <laughs> throughout somebody like people would come up to me, uh, "Excuse me, sir," and I'm like, "No, no, I I don't work here." Um, and there was one point in the night where there's like two ways <clears throat> to get into the bathroom, right? And I was always going one direction, and I was like, "I know you can get in the bathroom if you go this direction." And uh, I had had a few, and <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. I just saw restrooms, and I didn't see the arrow. I just saw the sign. I'm like, oh, is this how you get to that hallway with the restrooms? And mm-hmm. I go through, and I'm in the back kitchen. <laughs> and there's people, oh, yeah, right this way. So they completely thought I was an employee. I could have just gone wherever. Um, I just sent yeah. you two videos. I don't know if you want to show those or not, or how easy it would be. Because you, I, you know them? what? I accidentally just I texted them to you. Oh, I should I not have done that. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, but yeah, there put, was some, go ahead, I'll I don't put them know in the chat. Oh, yeah, we can try. It's probably <laughs> some H E Q F file that won't play, uh, right. cause it's Apple. So we, the gallery things going on, you've got people dressed up as Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, so Kim Jong Un, mm-hmm. uh, who else? Uh, there was Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol, um, uh, Picasso. Picasso. There was a couple Picassos. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jeff, was there a Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like yeah. ultra realistic looking masks. Like you see them across the room and you think it's them. I was like, is that really Elon? I'm like, no, it's a guy in a mask. But there's multiple ones, you know. And then later on, mm-hmm. the music's going. They start dancing. It's really creepy. The the multiple people dancing was super. Yeah. 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 So that's, then that's the video that I'm trying to send. Like right now. Um, they, uh, it, it was so funny because like they hadn't had the people people out, you know, in the people masks until right. the very end, they're like doing this countdown to win the last one, uh, uh, when his daily hour, his hour for his daily is over and they're playing time by Pink Floyd, yeah. you know, where it's, <laughs> you know, and at the end, like they're pretending to beat him up. Then, oh, I didn't see him do the beer bong. When did that happen? Oh, yeah. His, I'm pretty sure his dad was holding the beer bong. That's funny. And I'm sure it was Corona, right? I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I'll try and put them uh, in a thing so I can get to them. But uh, yeah, so they opened it up. The gallery was great. There was a huge gallery of like everything he's ever done. He had a whole section with like old computer things and mm-hmm. probably old gear of his. It looked just like my storage space yes, down the it street. Uh, it was basically just all these old gadgets and mixers and things. And he mm-hmm. had videos playing of like his home movies from when he was a kid. And then there's other rooms with. You know, like experimental stuff and a mm-hmm. hole in the wall where you can spy on Jeff Bezos. Bezos. You know what? I didn't know that was there. Oh, you didn't? I was didn't? so mad about that. I missed that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got a video of it somewhere, too. Yeah, I've seen the, the videos. And he I looks... feel like I missed so much because there was like... There was a lot. It was so weird and so interesting. Yeah. And and they opened up a section, and then you go into the big room where all yeah. the videos playing on all the screens, and it's just a, it's a huge, huge, huge room with mm-hmm. God, I don't know, twenty foot screens going all the way down on each it side, is, and yeah. pillars and everything else. It was it was huge, and there's music playing, um, very good job, like because the sidewalls were projectors, not LED. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very great. It looked very good. You could not yeah. see the pixels. It was blended together really well. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting what they did with the throw. Of course, I'm the one looking up in the ceiling at how everything is done. Right. But uh, the way they did the short throws, such short throws with mm. like these periscope things that go into the projectors, and then they blended them well. Um, and they start showing everybody stuff, and we're hanging out. We're going outside, hanging out, and. Uh, um, just chilling, having drinks and stuff. And then, like, they have different portions of the night. So, you know, it's yeah. time for him to do his live dailies. And he does, like, more than just one daily. He does, like, all of these other explorations <laughs> kind of at the same time okay. as he's going, like, screenshotting So I'll tell you what, what was going on, uh-huh. right? You know, I'm pretty sure he did a I'm, – I'm not 100% sure about this part, but, like, I'm pretty sure he did a daily earlier in the day. Right. And so from that point, he jumped off of there and did another daily, you know, so like and then as he's going along, you could see both his brother and his wife behind him, like hitting a key, a a specific like, you know, keystroke or whatever. I think what that did, what (laughs) a print screen, probably (laughs) maybe or something like that. Or maybe it was. Yeah, I don't know. But that uh, that saved them as he was going along, and he mm-hmm. ended up minting all of those as NFTs. Mm. Which and then was they pretty cool. They came in after he was done. They rolled in this this big like art looking. Did you not? Did you see it? It's what they had over at the end. Yeah, I did. They see rolled that. in a thing that. where they had done. They literally printed out all of them and put them on display yeah. for this event, and mm. pu- and pushed them out. And there was a display with everything he had just made. Yeah, which was, was really cool. Really cool. And then when he he did do the main daily, um, it says on the screens it says airdrop, and they start printing from the the ceiling and falling yes, down on people. But <laughs> the, so he had a big red button on his desk. Yeah, and he'd like just hit it occasionally, you know. And yeah. uh, the thing that sucked about it is like everyone freaked out, and there ended up getting like I think someone got a concussion because they got in a fight. <laughs> But it. Because, but those are crypto bros. Those aren't MoGraphers. You know well, that. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't even but, see that. Know, Nobody so cared where was, I was at. If there was a red dot and a gold thing around it, you got an NFT. So it's like, I mean, you're fighting over what 50 is grand. basically the equivalent of 
50 it's grand money or falling whatever. from the ceiling basically yeah and so you know. everyone's trying to get them and stuff like that and it's like yeah but nobody was really going nuts where i was at so i didn't even hear about it till later it's weird yeah like everyone was just like whatever i got one you know yeah um but uh, when he was done it was just so great because all the beeples are just ripping him away from the yeah. the thing and and uh and then they start dancing the dancing beeples it's so funny because they're wearing the counter accounting mm-hmm. outfit that he always wears and then they have his hair though so they're doing these dances where it's like flopping the hair back and forth mm-hmm. and it's so ultra realistic it's, it's just weird how real super, creepy. super creepy yeah it's like and and these masks were just slightly bigger than your regular head you know so it's like yeah a weird uncanny valley with it <laughs> here i've got so the I've but man the kim jong-un one like with the smiling and stuff oh yes it was, it was crazy mm. realistic yeah that was really weird here's here's um here's the and now is this the part where they pull i think this is yeah, yeah see you can yeah, see there's the, all the people there's all you know, the people's pulling them off pull them away from it and, stuff and they like do the that. thing with the hair on purpose yeah you know it's just so great but watch the movements like when they back off it's like it's totally mike's movement yeah you know <laughs> they they had to have like studied what he was doing because yeah. they were you know he does that thing right there right there's his wife back there I didn't get to talk to her. I wanted to say hi. I've seen her yeah, in like I, I said everything. hi. I said congratulations. I also talked to his brother. I said congratulations, you know. <laughs> I've got a good one of them somewhere too. You can see the papers falling from the sky there still. Yeah. People are grabbing them. Um but also yeah, I've got some great ones of him doing uh doing the actual dailies and then He's got, uh, I mean, he had bodyguards around him. Like, it was yeah. nuts. Like, big <laughs> time. My B-reel, or maybe it was an Instagram post or something. I posted a picture of me and him. And, like, you can see in the background his bodyguard, like, just, like, staring me down. It's really right. funny. Um, now, I have some great pictures, too, because <laughs> <laughs> here's the beer bong. I love, like, on that the screen, did you, see, did you see what it said? It was basically, look at this freaking dude. He's in his 40s, and he's beer bonging stuff right now. Oh, you know, it was pretty funny. all planned, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, look at that. That's so, so great. Really happy for him. And, and there was a point in the evening where I, I looked at Matthias and... You know, when he had just started, everybody clamored around, right? Like, mm-hmm. everyone clamored around. And I just said, did you ever think that there would be an event like this with 500 people just clamoring around an artist in Cinema 4D? Right. You know, to watch what you do in cinema. Like, what a what a crazy thing, you yeah. know? Um, God, I got some great pictures. I definitely can't show all these pictures. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll just hold it up here. I don't know how well you can see it, but I've got a great one of of Mike and Chad and Nick, and they're pointing to a, uh, a like a paint. Part. It's yeah. it's a painting. It's basically he had some of his art up, and it looked like paint. Like it looked like it had br- brush strokes, but this was uh, a shot of the topaz. Cinema 4D interface. Yeah, it's probably just topaz. But there's texture on the actual mm-hmm. like mm. pieces, and um, it's got the grayscale gorilla. Thing in the toolbar you yeah. know and the, uh, there's one of jules of him pointing at it with jules too um and then the the one of my favorite moments was as the night was was getting you know to an end mm-hmm. um rev uh took the dj spot 
right. and starts DJing, and um, and Winbush comes in too. He's helping out a little bit, and it's just all MoGraphers around the DJ booth mm-hmm. with Rev, just dancing and doing stuff. You know, it, it's it's us and EJ and Scott and Nick Campbell and just everyone. Everyone, yeah. like the OG MoGraphers, and we're all just at the front having a good time. That was great. It was cool. Some great videos of that. Um, I need to post some stuff. I've got great photos and videos, and I just haven't had time to post yet. I can't believe it was it's a lot been of over fun. a week. Yeah. Congrats to Mike. It was, yeah. It's well-deserved. And hopefully, again, you know, someday we can get him on the show again now that he's ultra famous. Yeah, he'll come on the show. <laughs> maybe. So, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So, all right, Gustav, let's talk about you now. Let's switch. Yeah. A all right. Bit. And um, so you've been on before, so we've mm-hmm. we've learned your backstory a little bit and things. So yep. uh, we're going to dive into some other things <clears throat> today. Um, you have been working on a lot of recent projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the big one being the recent uh, Creed 3 titles. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. And you sent me some links, too. I guess I could probably mm-hmm. show some of these off as well. Yep. Um, Did you... Uh, uh, were you hired outright to do it or were you working with a studio? Yeah, I was working with a, a studio in, in Burbank uh, called Plucky. Um, actually cool. started uh, working with them in late 2021. Because mm-hmm. um, I think when I was on, it was like early 2020. Um, and I had only been freelancing for about a year. And the whole okay. reason I went freelance was I wanted to get into doing titles and stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, yeah, it took, you know, around, you know, you know, fast forward like a year and a half later, I still hadn't made any really inroads into that, that world. Um, uh, but then through, uh, contact here in Austin, shout out to Corey. Uh, I got hooked up with these guys at, uh, Plucky and they're a title house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we just had this random meeting. Um, it, it took like, you know, a couple weeks to get a meeting with them. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, we just had a, a zoom call and we chatted for about an hour and then, after that, they were like, hey, you, are you booked this week? Because we could hmm. use your help on this project. And that actually was uh, the pitch for the Sandman. Uh, so we did mm. uh, we did that. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I just was I kept working with them on and off on a bunch of projects. And then uh, in May of 22, we pitched on Creed. Mm-hmm. And then um, we... Um, uh, didn't hear anything for several months, and we we waited and waited, and then um, in October they finally awarded Plucky the job, and nice. they had chosen my style frame. So cool! It was basically full steam ahead, and uh, yeah. So I ended up um, designing and animating about ninety percent of wow uh, of the titles. Um, yeah, we had a um, there was a, we had a couple other people. Um, this guy, uh, Dallas Holloway, who helped me out with some of the 3D stuff. Uh, he did all the figural uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, he also modeled this that really awesome bridge that's in the, the bridge shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, uh, a couple other people doing some of the typography. And, and uh, so, but uh, but yeah, the, the overall, it was just a really fun project to work on. And it was... Um, not really. It was not really a standard process uh, mm-hmm. for me. Or, or it, the, the process wasn't as organized as I usually like to have it. But this was uh, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, so mm. we, wanted to, we wanted to make him look good. So yeah, mm. 
Yeah. Lots of Voronoi fracture. Right. Yes, it, tur- it turned out to be uh, an ode to the uh, Voronoi fracture and VBDs. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but I'm actually uh, going to be doing mm-hmm. a uh, presentation at uh, NAB uh, around uh, some of the Creed stuff. So awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll be going more into like how the <clears throat> how we came up with the concept and then mm-hmm. how that concept kind of uh, extrapolated out to the to the titles. I'm curious to know if, because uh, I have done quite a bit of VDB, or not VDB, uh, uh, Voronoi Fracture stuff. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm working on a really big project right now with lots of Voronoi. Yeah. You know, did you have issues with textures and Voronoi? Yes. Uh, the uh, Fortunately for this, the textures on, on, on that stuff didn't have to be so detailed, mm-hmm. uh, but they did have to be, um, you did have to have a UV texture on them so that they wouldn't swim around um, right so mm-hmm. that was the one of the issues that we were we were facing on that i so i i'm assuming i'm assuming most of the elements were already voronoi fracture and then you'd use some sort of fields in order yeah. to yeah. change it yeah so yeah because what i've run into is when you go from turning off the Voronoi fracture to turning mm-hmm. on the Voronoi fracture completely mm-hmm. changes, you know, your uh, texture space and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most, most of it was just, I'd, I'd set up the fracture and then I'd set up fields to, to, to explode it or, or, or bring it back together. Um, yeah. And what, one thing I did discover is that because we were having to render this at such a high resolution, we were using a, um, a cloud service for rendering. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had, I had a couple of these shots all set up, all animated nicely. I even baked, you know, did the MoGraph baking and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sent it up to the, the rendering uh, service. And then it came back and like the Veronia fracture was just jumping around all over the place. Like it didn't mm-hmm. know which frame was which. Mm. So I finally had to figure out, I figured out I had to, with each fracture animation i had to export as an alembic and then bring it yeah. back in Bake just so that the farm yeah. yeah just so the farm could that makes could sense know which frame was which yeah so. i'm assuming right. that's a uh, is that a like a, a cpu or gpu sometimes thing? there are uh differences between like things like sims in a yeah. different multiple and were you CPUs. were you pre-caching them yeah, yeah, I was I was yeah. baking them, uh, you know, with the MoGraph um, object, um, mm-hmm. but I think it had something to do with the way that the uh, rendering service was distributing frames to different machines. Because at one point, I mean, at some, sometimes there would be like up to forty nodes working mm-hmm. on uh, one shot. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming just the way that it sent out the frames to different machines is what the what the issue was. But yeah. once I once I uh, baked everything to Alembics, um, then everything was working just fine. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, another big one you just worked on, too, was uh, this, the Santa Claus. Yes, Santa the Claus. Santa, Santa Clauses. So, same, yeah. same sort of situation. That, again, that was with, with Plucky. And uh, uh, they they brought me in once they had the job, but they hadn't nailed down the concept <laughs> yet. They had a couple of boards uh, and this one was super fun. It was super short. It's like a, it was like a twelve second, basically title reveal. Mm-hmm. And they had a couple of basic concepts that they wanted to um, to, uh, to to run with. Um, so we kind of started with those seed ideas, and then I did a couple more boards. 
and then uh, the director ended up choosing uh, my boards. And mm-hmm. so we just went through that. Um, and that one I did um, 98% um, on my own. <laughs> nice. Um, fortunately, we were able to get a reindeer asset from their VFX team. So I didn't have to oh, do the reindeer that's part. That's nice. So yeah, so that was just basically an asset that they gave to us that I comped in with everything else. But mm-hmm. uh, we were able to do a really quick ad hoc live shoot with uh, Tim Allen. I didn't get to go, but our creative director at uh, Plucky, uh, David, he got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so we got some footage of, of Tim um, biting down on nothing. So we put the marshmallow in his mouth. What did he sound like when he did it? Was he like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, that's exactly the sound that he, (laughs) Uh, but uh, yeah, that one was cool. And then I was able to bring in um, Tom Coben to do the uh, character animation on the Santa character. So we just needed a flailing Santa. So um, we were able to bring him in and he gave us some good stuff. He actually did some mocap for um, the Santa uh, character at the end there that, that follows, that flies through frame. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. You've been busy cool. though, yeah. And you did uh, you got Sandman here too? Yeah. So that that's the, uh, the first project I did with with Plucky, and that was uh, was really cool because, um, like I said, up until that point, I I I hadn't made really any inroads into the the title realm, mm-hmm. and uh, was starting to get a little discouraged. But then. Uh, you know, on this project, you know, I said we were on this call, and they said well, we needed help on this project, and they said uh, it's a pitch for the Sandman. And like in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, how much can I pay you to work on this pitch? Um, mm-hmm. But because um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Sandman and mm-hmm. of uh, Dave McKean's mm-hmm. uh, cover art, uh, and I have been for a long time, so uh, I felt I had. A, a lot of deep knowledge on the Sandman. So I was able to bring that mm-hmm. into the frames and, uh, you know, I think I did, uh, like f- three or four sets of boards just in over a course of a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it was just a super ener- energizing project for me. And, uh, ultimately they didn't win. Um, but, um, uh, I don't think anybody won because I think they just ended up with a, a logo in the clouds as far as their, mm, their interesting opener, as far as their opener goes so so uh but they they said they like the ideas and they might revisit for season two but mm-hmm. um uh we haven't heard so hmm. they look really but, really well done thanks yeah. yeah yeah it was super super fun project um that uh uh again started my relationship with uh with plucky so that was awesome mm-hmm. yeah. And That's then cool. I think it was what last May you did the uh, the Jonah thing. I remember yes. you showing us that when you were up here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, right, for yeah. uh, uh, Pixel Preacher, um, and uh, yeah, it was just a really good um, you know sort of a personal project that I could just sort of stretch my legs on, and uh, and uh, was really. Uh, proud of how it came out. Um, so yeah, I put together a Maxon presentation for that and did that uh, last year. Uh, so yeah, that one. Yeah. Again, was pretty happy with how that one. Yeah, came out. I, just I love water. what you did with the water. That was cool. Uh, which which parts of the water? Where uh, the water the was opens. the yeah the water was like book pages kind of. Oh yeah, the book pages that, were. Uh, yeah. That was uh, the X particles XP ocean deformer. Nice. Uh, so I just okay. I used the geometry of the pages and then put the XP Ocean Deformer 
on that and then just put a field on that so it just faded out towards the edge. Did you use Tayo for the tree building? Uh, no, but this was be- this was before Tayo came out. Okay. Uh, and uh, actually, that was um, a rig that I had originally built um, from one of their tutorials. It's actually an Ivy mm-hmm. growth rig. I've seen that one, yeah. So I just I repurposed that rig that I built for that and then um, just made it into a new shape and then that do that. That was the so, yeah, branching that was all, tutorial, right? Yeah, that was all. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was all X particles and branching and yeah. Looks great. Thanks. Thanks. All the work looks great. I Thank know. you. Yeah. And tell us about <laughs> auxiliary output. Yeah, that's uh, something I, I started uh, in the um, feverish NFT boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of, uh-huh. what was that last year or no year it's before? Like two 20, years 20, ago now. Twenty-one. Yeah. Last year was AI. <laughs> yeah. Last year, last year was, was a yeah. different uh, industry changing yeah, scenario. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with. Um, with uh, with that, uh, like I was, I think it was the beginning of the beginning of twenty one. I think is when I started doing that. That's when I learned what NFTs were and was like getting lots of FOMO because I couldn't get into any of the platforms at first. Um, mm-hmm. So I, mm. I I really I, I and I realized that I hadn't been really focusing on doing any like uh, personal work because most of the work that I was doing was for clients or whatever. So. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just started doing exercises on doing more personal work, uh, and uh, and 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 that so that uh, begat um, auxiliary output, which is just uh, sort of a secondary avenue. So it wasn't like the the official botched creative stuff that mm-hmm. uh, I was doing, but it was more right. just auxiliary stuff that I was kind of outputting. Mm-hmm. And so for uh, most of twenty one, I was kind of cranking along on those when I had time. Uh, but then um, that sort of petered off a little bit when I uh, started to get uh, client work because I didn't want to spend 24 hours in front of the computer. But right. Um, but what I started doing with that too was uh, just doing um, uh, screen recordings uh, and putting time lapses on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. for that. Oh, just okay. for um, uh, and people seem to like that. So, um, but it's been a couple months since I've done that, so I need to get back on the horse and just keep going because how much I'm, compositing do you do with each of those pieces uh i do a fair amount of compositing yeah i mm-hmm. love um taking my raw render and then just completely um tweaking it in in after effects um yeah mm-hmm. I, I hardly ever just put out a uncomped uh, thing um and this one in particular uh this is uh, an album cover that i did for uh, a friend's band and this was hmm. uh right when i was getting into mid journey mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, i used uh, mid journey basically as my reference pool so i just kept typing stuff into mid journey and, and getting Absolutely all of these love it. pieces what a wonderful use of mid journey yeah yeah so i was just putting all these pieces together and then this actually became my sketch uh, that I used then as basically oh. reference to then re- then I rebuilt the entire thing in cinema. Yep. Wow. Uh, yep. And I really, really like that workflow. And I know Dave, you, you had done stuff like that similar with your yep. sort of that library project that you did. Mm-hmm. Why um, rebuild it? You did such a good job. 
you know? Well, I mean... It's hard to animate if you, you yeah, know... Yeah, yeah, that, that's... that's yeah, but it's an too. album cover. It's still, right? <laughs> well, yes, yes, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, uh, I, mean, I don't comp like you do, but I definitely, man, I'm, like, I'm looking take at a whole bunch like, of oh, them. Cool. And, okay, cool. That's good. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah. and then I redid the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah seriously? There's, there's, there's there's definitely a a a, um, a difference between the, my sketch and then the, we know what uh, what ended up in 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 cinema, mm-hmm. and uh, t- I mean to Dave to Dave's point, yeah, like I think I have this uh, sort of uh, thing. Once once I started doing things in cinema, it's like well now I have complete control over right. where the camera is and all that. Yeah. Whereas opposed to in my more two D illustration days, I would like do the image and that was it. So mm-hmm. right. Um, um, and, so. and when you do these too, like when you're comping in stuff from from Mid Journey, there's there's a sort of thing that it does to some objects and things that you just can't quite replicate. It's it does that right. weird thing where things look AI ish. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how I would explain. They look kind of garbled in a way sometimes, yes. and like yeah, yeah, especially know. version three. I think I think the the stuff that was coming out of mid journey on um, when I did this last year was version three. Yeah. Uh, version four got cleaned up a lot. And then version five, Freaking I haven't messed with it yet. Five but dude. In, oh, was insane. Yeah, dude. It version five is just putting out portraits of people that are just like, how is that not real? And yeah. it's giving people the right amount of fingers. Right. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, they, uh, they uh, uh, did a lot of work on however it, it generates the hands. So. Uh-huh. Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and, of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store, all thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now back to the madness. Yeah, the whole AI thing, I think there's, I mean, it's it's very scary in that it's just starting. Uh, and, you know, there's you know been a lot of um, debate about, um, you know, whether it's a good thing or not for for artists, mm-hmm. um, but um, I think and, it's only, it's only starting with artists. But I think AI is coming for everybody. So yeah, we'll, yeah. And you just have to figure we'll out see. how to use it. I mean, like the, use it to your advantage. And to mm-hmm. me, it, it's it's. I, I heard Merlin Mann put it very well the other day. He was like, mm-hmm. he's not an AI person. He's not an AI art person, but he does have mm-hmm. you know stable diffusion on his computer, and he's messing with it, and he uses ChatGPT, and he doesn't really have skin in the game, not in this right. this game mm-hmm. anyway. And he's like, everybody has to have an opinion, and that's the thing. Oh, mm-hmm. you wait, what's your opinion? What do you, what do you mean you don't have an opinion on AI? What do you mean you don't hate it or love it? What, what do you right. mean? You're just kind of in the middle and don't have an opinion. Why do you have to have an opinion? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but <laughs> What's like, your opinion, Matt? <laughs> yeah, you have to have your stance. You know, you have to decide if you're mad about it or not. You know, and it's mm. just like, can we give this some time? You know, I, um, mm-hmm. but but one of the things I've noticed is that ChatGPT four is mountains better as well. I'm, I'm on the, uh, you know, the paid plan for chat GPT. So I get access to beta four ahead of time. And the mm. biggest difference I see is there are some instances where chat GPT just will not follow your directions, no matter what you do, you know, and I was in 3.5 the other day telling it, I need a list of these things in this order. And in this column, every word needs to be two letters. 
And it would put mm-hmm. other words in there that were five letters or three letters. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, there's there's five letter words in those columns. Mm-hmm. I need you to do it again. Oh, my apologies. Let me redo it and re- redoes it wrong <laughs> again. I'm like, look at the list you just sent me. Are there words that are more than two letters long? Oh, my my bad. Let me do that again for you. Does it wrong again? Every time, over and over and over, it doesn't matter what I do, it's wrong. And I said, before you put these on the screen next time, double check and make sure that (laughs) none of them are more than two letters. More than two letters again. You did it wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize. Let me give you another list. Wrong again. So I went into ChatGPT4, did the same prompt, freaking perfect. Mm. Perfect. And I was using it last night and, and giving it some instruction, giving it background on what I wanted and why and why I'm doing this this way. I need you to help me write these ideas for scripts. And it was mm-hmm. so dead on. And Have you asked I, it about yourself yet? Not yet, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> ego, ego GPT, ego. <laughs> ego but also uh, now voice. Voice is doing the same thing. And, and the best way is like when there's... AI generated audio, it doesn't sound that great. Even not AI, but just like generated speech, right? But if you put your own voice in it, you can get the right inflections and things and then change it to another voice. And I was mm-hmm. doing it this morning and it's so good. And um, just being able to take all these tools for like what you're doing, um, for the writing, for whatever it is, and being able mm-hmm. to use that to your advantage to save time. I can't sit there and write you know, 15 scripts for what I need unless I have like an entire day dedicated to it. And I managed to get it done in an hour. So think about how much that's saving you and how much you can do and other things. And, and that's why I'm like, everybody has this opinion and it hasn't been around long enough to judge it yet. Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah, I don't know. Let's see what else. Uh, you also have this distance disassociate. Is this, uh, what is that? Yeah, that was the last uh, NFT thing that I did because um, I, I had I, I sort of dipped my toes into the NFT thing because I was part of the uh, Get NFT group uh, yeah. with David Aryeb and all that, um, and uh, I, I sold a couple. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was in the exhibition with um, the, at the Sevens Gallery mm-hmm. with my distorted mm-hmm. reality animation, mm-hmm. uh, and oh yeah, um, that's right. I, I got into known origin, and so this is the piece that I did for known origin. It's still available, by the way. (laughs) Um, Minus two, yeah, from two years Um, ago. (laughs) uh, But the the thing that I liked with uh, the NFTs, it was a way to actually bridge uh, my music and uh, the visuals as well. So that's cool. um, I uh, this is actually like the the NFT is actually accompanied with um, with like a full track. from uh, uh, my last stuff, you're album, too which, which talented, came man. <laughs> you're too <laughs> talented. You. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, so this one, yeah, it's it's accompanied with a full track from my from my last album, and the album has the, the same name. So, um, uh, so yeah, it was just a fun fun way to integrate the two, uh, and uh, I just haven't like pursued that that uh, avenue enough. Um, and mm-hmm. I have these you know ideas that are sort of simmering in the ba- on, on the back burner that I, I need to do uh, we need to more, talk so we need to talk so we are not to not give too much information away we mm-hmm. are putting something together that involves some really cool audio stuff and so we're 
finding either artists who are also into audio or artists who very closely collaborate with mm-hmm. audio artists and mm-hmm. musicians uh, to work on a project for late in the year. So yeah, absolutely. We, will, we should talk after the show about that, too. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Um, so other things too, speaking of music, mm-hmm. if, if people want to check out your music, it's music.botch.com and, uh, yep. all this is on Spotify too, right? Uh, um, not all of it. Not all of uh, it. Okay. I think the last, uh, my latest stuff I've just released on Bandcamp, uh, which, mm. uh, is my favorite, uh, place mm-hmm. for releasing, uh, music. Uh, so, um, yeah, my, my some some of my previous releases are on Spotify, but most of the newer stuff is on uh, Bandcamp. Cool. And of course, you did Which the is, album covers. Of course, of course. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I love this merely a simulation. Um, I I love that. I love creating and doing music sound effects. I say it all the time, but mm-hmm. when it's your own stuff, it's just yeah, it hits yeah. different. Yeah, and that that was the thing too with the the YouTube time lapses. Uh, as I could just pull from my catalog and just put the music up there and not have to worry about yeah, where it's coming that from. That is nice. Yeah. yeah. So you play your entire <laughs> album while you're working on the album art. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't do that. I have to put something else that's the same BPM or I'll get tired of the song I'm working with. Mm-hmm. I learned that from Mike the Monkey. Mm. Just get something with the exact same BPM so that you don't make yourself sick of a song that you like. Right. You know, um, so and do you use uh, do you use DistroKid for anything? No, uh, I I haven't. Um, the the releases that I have released wider digitally uh, have gone through uh, CD Baby, which hmm. I've been using for ever since you know we were doing CDs, uh, mm-hmm. hence the name. Yeah. Uh, but there they then they started a whole digital distribution thing uh, and. So the stuff that is available on Spotify and, and Apple, that's all through CD Baby. Um, but in reality, uh, like it's really depressing when I get my statements like from from CD Baby. It's like, oh, you made point zero one cents from Spotify right, this month, right. uh, whereas on um, Bandcamp, uh, they you know they take a cut, but then they send you the you know the the bulk of the um, mm-hmm. the proceeds. So. Um, Bandcamp is by far my favorite, but it's just it's just not as widely available as on Spotify or Apple. But you right. have to have a you have to have a membership or a paid membership to listen to music, don't you? Uh, I'm not Am I wrong? sure about that. Um, you're you're uh, they well, you do, can uh, buy music off of there you can, too. Yeah, right? you can yeah. buy music off mm. of, off of Bandcamp, uh, and they do have a streaming app. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not sure yeah. uh, what you have to do to get the streaming app. I bought some music off of that the other day because this artist I'm I'm working with for this project that I'm talking about um, Mm -hmm. and I'm hinting about, he's got like good versions of it up there and I just bought it, you know, I I mean, I could have asked him for it. I'm going to get the Mm -hmm. stems from him, but I just (laughs) bought it to have it as reference for now and I'm like, I really like this artist, so I'm just going to buy these tracks and, you know, support him. One of the cool things about uh, Bandcamp is uh, if you buy a track uh, from or, or an album from Bandcamp, you can download in multiple formats. So you can get mm-hmm. the MP3s if you want. You can get the FLACs, or you can even get the WAV files for full. Wait, do they have uh, Og Vorbis? 
<laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Og Vorbis was like trying to be MP3 for a long time. Mm, yeah. It's like, yeah. stop trying to make Og Vorbis happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. That's funny. But but to be able to get the high resolution, basically source audio from uh, uh, an artist that you like is really awesome to be yeah. able to, to get yeah. the wave files. So mm-hmm. that that's really awesome. Did y'all see that vinyl outsold CDs for the first time since like the 80s? Oh, that's mm, funny. Year. All this yeah. vinyl here? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody's buying CDs. The mm-hmm. vinyl is like a, a thing. It's like a collector's item. Right. And the thing yeah. is, like back in the day, you know, you buy awesome. a CD and you get like the cool, like, you know. Liner thing, notes. Then, yeah, but now Not they don't as do cool that as the anymore. Record, right. You know. The record albums, man. It's like just... it. it it's like the the uh, video games that you buy nowadays. You know, they don't have mm-hmm. the cool inserts with all like the, mm-hmm. the history of everything and stuff yeah. like that. You know, it's yep. just here's your game. Yep. Yeah, your digital download. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the downside of the digital downloads. On one mm-hmm. hand, it's super convenient, but on the other hand, it sort of it doesn't exist physically. Yeah. So I don't no like buying to that. I don't like buying digitally. Like I like having physical media, especially when it comes to video games, mm-hmm. because, like, look at what happened with uh, the 3DS uh, recently, mm-hmm. you know, or at least they're, I don't know if it's maybe at the end of the month or something like that. But basically, if you don't download them now, the ones that you've already had, you can't download them again. Oh, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. they're like closing down the shop and stuff like that. Wow. That's, yes. Hmm. Of course, then there is just. You know, then you just hack your machine. (laughs) Right, right. At that point, they're closing it down. You can probably get them all as ROMs. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You have two studios, by the way, huh? Yes. Two Hmm. studios. You have a a design studio and you have a music studio. Yes. That is awesome. (laughs) It it is awesome. I'm very... Very fortunate. Um, that was one of the, uh, the things that we liked about this house when we when we moved from California to Austin because I definitely wouldn't be able to have that uh, in California. California, so, yeah. Uh, 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 te- Texas is a, a little different story. So, uh, yeah, when we came out here and we we're looking at houses, we just fell in love with this one because it just ticked all the boxes uh, mm-hmm. for what we needed. So, why'd you move so, to Austin? Uh, my my wife, uh, she works for my Apple. Wife. So, oh, um, okay. They were uh, actively recruiting uh, managers to come out to Austin. So interesting, and nice. that coincided almost exactly with me just with going freelance. So it worked out cool. worked out well. So very nice. That is cool. Oh, this let's talk about this uh, this box. Yes. Yeah. My uh, just, my. It, it's a big render machine, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Render Boxes, uh, a company in mm-hmm. uh, the UK, and uh, I've been seeing their their stuff for a while. Uh, and uh, my my old computer I had built in like 2018, uh, mm-hmm. and it it was still working fine. I think it was just getting a little long in the tooth as far as as far as what what I could upgrade because um, I had four cards in my my old machine, and uh, mm-hmm. I'd been wanting to to upgrade get a new machine but like all of the new gpus are just way too big to fit in my machine in mm-hmm. in my machine I'd, and i'd only be able to fit two of them in there if that uh so i was looking around for uh companies that could do four cards uh mm-hmm. and 40 uh, 90s right yes yeah Ooh. yeah so um Ooh, and uh, render boxes had had the option uh for um 
quad 4090s. Uh, and uh, so I was a little hesitant. Uh, mm-hmm. But then um, one, of the, one of the podcasts that I listen to is um, uh, Penn's Sunday School, you know, Penn and Teller. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's uh-huh. got a podcast called Penn Sunday School. And he was talking about buying a new base and it was like a $40,000 base or something. And, and he said he was nervous about doing that. Um, but Teller was like, told him we do not economize on our tools. So that was, uh, hmm. ringing in my ears. This is like that. So it's like, well, this is how I make my money. So why not, you know, do it. So, Wait, yeah. Uh, Teller actually said something. <laughs> Yeah, he talks. Yeah, if you're if you're off stage and like doing <laughs> mm-hmm. autographs, he talks. Man. Um, so yeah. Uh, so how much do you pay for it? If I can ask. Uh, I think the total was uh, in the neighborhood of twenty four k. That includes the better render fast. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it. So uh, just by way of comparison, my 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 old machine, uh, I think had a. Um, my my redshift render i got it down to about a minute was was my mm-hmm. redshift be- uh, benchmark uh the new machine uh the benchmark is 24 seconds wow. uh and I was gonna say uh, is because it's about why? four times as fast no it's well it's twice as fast as a 3090 yeah. yeah so, so it's yeah. like you basically have eight 3090s yeah 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 wow. um but i mean this machine is just like super over-engineered like the chassis is completely custom mm-hmm. uh and the, the 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 thing i'm most excited about is that it's super quiet even when it's rendering under full mm. load it, liquid cooled no it's it's air cooled okay uh but interesting because um, you got the ones with the you got the blowers on is it a back blower or no 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 it's uh they're they're basically gaming cards but the way that the render boxes builds this particular one is that the, the, the motherboard has its own chamber and then the top mm. yeah uh, there's a top chamber that just has the gpus and just the design of the case and everything it's super ventilated so even, yeah they're not sitting on top of each other here there's right, actually right, some right, space right. yeah yeah even even under even under loads i think the the temperatures were oh yeah there's there's my people were asking for an unboxing video so i'd already set it up so this is what i i came up with um but um, it comes in is insane yeah did you keep the box (laughs) and make a coffee table out of that yeah right yeah um and um The clown. So, um, uh, so yeah. Even under load, like the GPUs uh, haven't got above sixty Celsius uh, wow. when rendering. Whereas my old box would wow. get up to like eighty-five plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and it's super quiet too. So that I'm very excited about. So now, Brett wants to know if you so run what? deadline on these. You run deadline. Uh, no, I, right now I'm just doing local, uh, local rendering. My old machine is sitting here, but, um, right at this point, it's just more of a, of a backup. So is it your main machine that you're using? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Viewport, so I get that. I get that. I, I was going to say, why not just like buy some cards and like, well, that, it, you're using Redshift, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you want that instant feedback on yeah. your, yeah, your viewport, that makes sense. you know? Yeah. That See, was with octane it's no big deal it's you can build extra boxes and you can see it all in your right. viewport you know right, right. but yeah <clears throat> yeah this is my it's my main working machine i and i, I want because i wanted to upgrade the processor a little bit too mm-hmm. so i went went with amd this time and um uh yeah my old box is just a just a backup now mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then let's talk yeah. about studio b 
<laughs> yes, the music studio. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like like you know, I've been doing music and uh, visual art uh, together as long as I can remember, and um, again, very fortunate and very um, uh, privileged to have a setup where I can uh, have have both to kind of spread out. So, good stuff. You have kids, not human children. Uh, we have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I have. I, I take that back. I have, a, I have an adult. I have an adult uh, foster son back in California, uh, okay. and then um, no, but we don't. We don't have. I was gonna uh, say kids because you got uh, two offices. You ain't got no kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, but uh, we do have uh, three English bulldogs, uh, okay. which uh, substitute uh, for that. So, right, um, right, right. Uh, but yeah, just uh, just to have a place for music to um, to to kind of stretch out a little bit. Um, so I love the jealous, vibe. Man. I don't know why. I so love the the thing setup. with the trim, the thing that you did with the rain. Yeah, trim. yeah, I, it's great. I, I did all that. Um, uh, I did it first in my my other studio, and then I liked how it came out, so I did it in. It gives the, it that uh, vibe, well. like it gives it that man cave vibe. I don't know why, <laughs> but just having the trim, it's like you, mm-hmm. it, and then the warm lighting. It's almost like you need a glass of scotch in there too. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like you need that, or you need you need the the bottle of scotch where you just put it in its own decanter or whatever you call it. You put it in its own, mm-hmm. you know, unlabeled bottle, and it's like a super expensive yeah. scotch, but nobody knows yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> what are you using for your inputs? Uh, your what's the what's the correct term? I'm using yeah. What what's your DAW? Because right. you know, if I use your DAW, yeah. I'll be as good as you. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Uh, well, I use uh, two actually. I use uh, Ableton Live for recording uh, and editing stuff. Uh, so you actually and- record in Ableton? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's where I do most of my work uh, as far as like just capturing stuff um, mm-hmm. because uh, I really like how um, I can use Ableton as more of a sketchbook because I don't have to like record things necessarily linearly. Uh, I can just you know fill up the clip slots with different ideas and then mm-hmm. try out different combinations of things. So I really kind of sort of sketch things out in Ableton and then kind of have a basic structure. Uh, in in Ableton Live, and then uh, what I usually do is then once I kind of have that structure in most of the parts, then I'll just start exporting individual tracks as contiguous audio files, and then bring those into my other DAW, which is a Digital Performer, uh, oh, okay. uh, which yeah. uh, a lot of uh, film composers use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've just that's just one I've been I've sort of grown up in right. that I know the best. Uh, and that's uh, where I do all of my final editing and mixing because um, that has more of a traditional da um, mm-hmm. layout. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's those are my two that I use. And oh, then, then audio wise, I have a, I'm using um, an Antelope uh, Orion Studio um, audio interface. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm but the interface so doesn't really make that much of a difference, right? I mean, uh, it depends on who you ask. I mean, there's yeah. interfaces that you know cost one hundred and fifty dollars, and then there's interfaces that cost several thousand dollars, like so, tube amps in them, and all sorts of you know. <laughs> uh, it, it really comes down to the whatever converters that um, are in the interface, uh, and and then what you basically what you need out of it. I I was using um, um, uh, a Mark of the Unicorn, a Motu um, interface, it was like a 
16 in, 16 out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was using that for a decade, and then it finally crapped out. Um, and then I found this uh, Antelope Audio one, which is has uh, lots of in, ins and outs and just sort of works into my workflow exactly how I need it to. So I've been mm-hmm. super happy with that. I'm a big focus right person. I've mm-hmm. really yeah. been happy with the yeah. Motu. I have channels go out on Motu. Um, obviously, uh, uh, what's the one every the mixer everyone hates? Um, Aki, Beringer, Beringer, or whatever Beringer. Yeah, Mac. That's that's like the worst. That's bottom level. <laughs> and then you've got uh, Mackie. Mackie has been around, but I don't hear anyone mm-hmm. talk about Mackie anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, like some of your, like I just feel like focus has been a big one lately. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, all, virtually all of the tools these days sound great. Like, yeah. even, you know, compared to what we had, you know, twenty twenty five <laughs> years ago, real to real, recording four track on a tape. Yeah, I, I mean, Those it's amazing the the, what's available to to people now. Um, so. Yeah, it, it, all of these tools sound great. Um, it just depends on what you what you need to get out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got pics of the I got pics of the kids here too. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, and you, that's, you put them in the Christmas uh-huh. card, which is great. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, they're, 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 that's their natural habitat is just sleeping uh, on the couch. But um, I like that. But uh, yeah, and that that Christmas card actually was my um, trying to teach myself ZBrush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice! Oh. Uh, cool. So that's been on my list for a while, and uh, I I, uh, I have a long road to go on ZBrush, but mm. I have I'm a sure foot you don't on the have path. That long. <laughs> I have a foot on the path with, with right. ZBrush. Yeah. Um, the NAB. Uh, I thought we would real quick talk about NAB because you're mm-hmm. going to be there, and and you yep. had mentioned on your notes the school of, of motion MoGraph meetup. We should. Mm-hmm. Mention, I believe. Did tickets you get your are, tickets, Dave? I, they're available. I didn't, but I figured since we're sponsoring that that wasn't a worry of ours. But maybe <laughs> right. I need to go get them. Uh, I believe it's it's mographmeetup.com. I believe so. Yeah. Let me double check. Yeah, I, I, I didn't probably see. Grab our I didn't see an announcement from. Them, I got myself just, two of them. I just kept googling. Yeah. The meetup, and I saw the 2023 page, so I got my mographmeetup.com. It's there. Yeah. Uh, Tom's Urban mm-hmm. um, Sunday the sixteenth yep. from eight to eleven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ooh, sponsored S- by Pixel Plus. School Pixel Motion. Plus. They all they always do MoGraph with the capital G. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Because they Amy insist. was doing a, the they newsletter insist. and she's like, <laughs> they're they're spelling it with a capital G. Do you I'm do that? Like, no, we no, don't do that. We don't do it. <laughs> I don't know why they insist on trying to make that the um, the official grammar for MoGraph, mm. but yeah, I was going to ask them if they could change ours to the lowercase g because you never see our name listed like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be the first day of NAB. The second day, we're going to do the karaoke. Uh, yep. I'm sure Julie's listening right now. Uh, we need to we need to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, Julie, uh, can can you get on that? No big deal, right? I don't. Uh, I, yeah, I, if we we're gonna get out. t-shirts as well, uh, I'm not we need as to do that. concerned about t-shirts. I'm not t-shirt. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about that either. I'm a little t-shirted out. I'm a little merched <laughs> out. I've been doing a yeah. lot of merch. Uh, <laughs> I got so much swag, like. 
my entire wardrobe is essentially just swag. I'm wearing a so. green shirt today, which is unlike me because I have so many black shirts, right. like swag shirts, that it's like... But I like what you did at the Beeple party, though. You did uh, you did a suit jacket with a Mograph shirt. Yes, uh, that was that yes. was a good that was a good look. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And, awesome. Uh, I got uh, just needed a gold chain, and then I would have looked like one of the guys from the Night at the Roxbury. You know, big clock on it go. too. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, so nice. you you have provided us with so much uh, on the notes. It's awesome. Um, I love. Uh, all the people, well, on Twitter, yeah. talking about <laughs> you know being at the Beeple party or missing the Beeple party, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. Stuzor. How did Stuzor not go? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, he he posted that, and then I I sent my reply. There you I'm go. Dead inside. I'm dead inside. <laughs> dead inside. <laughs> funny. Yeah, it was really cool yeah. seeing you know all the different. It's funny because uh, like. I would all of a sudden see myself in some of these like posts online. And, hey, that's me in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, it was pretty funny. You also have a thing that says the collective podcast returns. Is it, is it back? Yeah. It's yeah. He, four um, months ago, he, huh? he, he brought it back, um, new and improved on YouTube now. So, um, super, mm-hmm. super excited that it's back. Cause I definitely missed it. Cause that was, that was one of my favorite, uh, podcasts. Um, and, um, if you guys get a chance to check out the episode with William Landron, um, uh, it's definitely a, a must-see because I'd seen this guy's work mm-hmm. um, a few times, uh, and then I come to realize that he's 16 years old. And it's like, oh. what 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 are we even doing? Wow. <laughs> and this, his work is just fantastic. Uh, so definitely uh, give that give that one a watch. Yeah. Collective Podcast is back, and our host, Ash Thorpe, has something he'd like to share with you. Mm. Ash was there. He was. Mm-hmm. Him and I talked for a little bit. Yeah. He was on our uh, he was on our shuttle going back. It was just us at, like, nice. 2 o'clock in the morning. Nice. And uh, we chatted for a bit, and um, it was good to catch up. Winkleman didn't even know he was there. What? It was, like, That's almost hilarious. 2 in the morning, and he walks up to him, and he's like, hey, dude. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, where are you... I didn't know you were here. He's like, yeah, I've been here all night. I'm just been chilling. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, Mike was surrounded by so many people. Yeah. You know, I, I think we, because we were, we are hit, I would assume that we're his friends, <laughs> you know, and we've seen him so much and we talk to him on a regular basis. We wanted to let him kind of give him his space, which I noticed, right. I noticed, you know, I, I went and hung out with them for probably like the last 15 minutes that he was doing his daily, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and he was like, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me, you know. It was pretty funny. It was like we weren't there to like razz him and give him a hard time and tell him what to do. Right. Yeah. He, but then you know he says, Oh, should we? He starts messing with the saturation. He's like, uh, Should we? Should we make this full red? And I said, Nah, dude. No, you don't do that. And he goes, ah, I'm doing it. And then he texts me at four in the morning and he's like, Yeah, dude, you are right. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was uh, still going strong, but then I think he kind of disappeared. I think he was done, but it was like, I don't know, close to, to I don't know what time it was. And yeah. There were just a few people left here. He's like, here, take these bracelets, and I guess it's just so you can stick around. Mm. And uh, we ended up like uh, 
meeting Winkleman's mom and yeah, like oh, cool. you know his family's there. We went you know behind the scenes <laughs> a little bit with Rev. Mm-hmm. Saw his uh, saw his energy his Halo energy sh- sword on his desk. That's funny. That he's got there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was cool. I, I loved the family aspect of it. I love that he's got his family involved. They're there to support him, and mm-hmm. you know yeah. all of that. And the, we didn't talk about the bathrooms. Oh Uh-oh. my gosh, the What's bathrooms! The bathroom? So the bathrooms have weird things playing in them, and like pictures okay. of uh, so, of uh, what's his name. Uh, from Amazon, uh, yeah, Jeff uh, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, with wieners all over wieners him, everywhere, you know, yeah, and it's 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 probably I, I I'm pretty sure it's a render that he's posted before, but it's you know Jeff Bezos with wieners all over him, mm. and then in in the in the women's bathroom is Trump breastfeeding. Mm. Oh, is it? How yeah. Did you, wait, yeah, how did you know that? Because uh, Amy took a oh. picture of it. Um, <laughs> he's also so, there's also like voiceovers of him talking about how much he doesn't like poop. Yeah, he doesn't like talking or like doing renders of with poop in it. You know, he's like, yeah, that's just that's kind of where I draw the line. It's just it's just audio of him talking about how he doesn't like to do renders of poop. It's very funny. But apparently there's audio of his mom in the women's restroom. Oh, really? And Julie was talking to his mom and was like, so did you record all of that? And she's like, no, no, he used AI to make it sound. Oh, that's so I think Winkleman recorded it. And just That's made it real. sound like a woman. Hi, this is Mike's mom, you know, or something <laughs> like that. I didn't hear it, but That's I so heard funny. of it. Yeah. Mm. So funny. Right. And there were some weird things going on. And there's one point, you know, I had had a few, you yeah. know, and I'm in the in the restroom and there is these weird noises and things going on. And I'm just like, oh, my God, where am I right now? Like just <laughs> absolute like just crazy sounds, not even anything mm-hmm. like coherent. And I'm like. This is a great experience. This is the best bathroom <laughs> experience I've ever had. Yeah. Fine. What else you got here? You got a lot of notes. Uh, William uh, Landgren on TCP. What in the world? Yeah, that's what I was just. Oh, the collective, on, podcast. On the collective podcast. That's right. Uh, yeah, the, I was the thinking. With... <laughs> I was just <laughs> thinking about like TCP, like TCP IP. What is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be right no, back. There's... I'm going to run to the restroom. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there have been a couple of new podcasts that have uh, come out uh, recently that are, have been worth checking out. One is the uh, Signal to Noise uh, podcast mm-hmm. with uh, Felipe, and he's a really awesome uh, designer uh, out of uh, Portugal. So he's actually just started. I think he's only like three or four episodes in, but really good stuff. He's got 105 yeah. episodes. Wait. Felipe does? Oh, no, he doesn't. He started it with 101. <laughs> okay, right. he's got five episodes. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. And then uh, there's also uh, Style Frame Saturdays with uh, Caroline Lee. Um, that was I was oh, on really? that one. Um, Style Frame Saturdays. I didn't know she was doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Oh, that's super awesome. <clears throat> Love that. She's got some shorts here too. Mm-hmm. Shorts, shorts don't do very well for me on YouTube. I've noticed. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a little. Yeah, I don't know. People want to see. People want to see uh, women, scantily clad women. That's why if you <laughs> as go far to as your shorts go. <laughs> yes, seriously. If you go to your homepage, and I know everyone's oh, it's because of the algorithm. No, I, I I don't look at I don't look at shorts on YouTube at all. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. seriously, look. If I go to shorts right now 
on YouTube. This is what it is. It's just yeah. sh- like every single one of them is showing skin. And I'm like, okay, this is what mm-hmm. shorts are about right now. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants real content. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. It's, it's a little <laughs> embarrassing because like I bring up my YouTube and it just looks, it looks as if like that's my algorithm. It is definitely most definitely not my algorithm. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then TikTok, um, on the other hand, no, I'm just, playing. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, last year, I really got into uh, Formula One. Uh, really? Yeah. After after watching uh, the in the movie. beginning of the year, I watched uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then got <laughs> Pretty, then yeah. then as as soon as that I binged all of that, then it uh, then the then the 2022 season started, and then I just started watching it, and then I've been hooked uh, ever since. And uh, and then there's a, a, a really cool podcast with uh it's called p1 with matt and tommy and they're they mm-hmm. just uh, geek out about f1 stuff so nice. that's one i've been doing and actually i just found out that um uh john the poor you know who used to be with uh mm-hmm. perception mm-hmm. uh he also has an f1 podcast with a, a friend of his called the, the f1 files so that's funny really yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. interesting yeah, yeah. Huh. and the the craftsman steady crafting oh. <laughs> yeah that uh that's a guy that i found actually when i was um back in 2020 when i was recuperating from my my surgery and i was doing nothing but surfing youtube i found this <laughs> random youtube channel uh, called steady crafting and it's this guy who uh just does these like really cool crafting projects uh and he's like got this super funny voiceover and like he always wears like these black plastic gloves, so you never see his face. And he has this puppet that that is his the face of the channel, uh, and it's just super fun stuff to watch. So oh wait, like that. Oh, but oh, it's not it's not whole it's not whole loops or whatever though. That it's not that puppet guy. No, no, no. That's uh, Reed Stefan, the, okay. uh, the 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 audio puppet guy. Is it called Whole Loops? Is that what his uh, thing uh, says? Uh, yeah, his 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 little brand is Whole Loops. What's his name? <laughs> Reed Stefan. Whole Loops. Like this guy, you know, I mean, it's puppets. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Because it gives you audio tips. <laughs> and and I watch it and I'm like, man, I feel like that's got to be a lot of work. Because yeah. he's got to record the puppet doing everything first, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he's got to, like, go show the screenshots. And he does this. He's got, like, versions on TikTok and, yep. and everything. Yeah, I wonder how he does it from a technical standpoint because it is a lot of work. Yeah, because look, he's like showing him doing these things. So you got to get like shots of that and then do, you know, cut to close ups where you're just doing it, you know, and then he's got him in the corner. Like, like this is definitely what I would do. I wonder if he just records uh, and screen caps. Yeah, the audio and the video, and then he just plays back the video, and then just pantomimes with the with the, for sure. with the puppet. Well, except Wait, for shots like me this. He's look, not a real person. Yeah, but look right here. Like the mouse is moving, and he's showing stuff while the puppet is in front of the computer. That's unless that's comped. Is it? Comped? Yeah, or maybe he's just playing back the movie on the computer, and and yeah, the puppet. That's true. Yeah, he's probably just he probably screen records the entire thing. Man, this is totally something I would do though. It yeah. is. One thousand percent, yeah. Something you would do, yeah, yeah. Uh, if only oh I had gosh, enough Dave, hours. You in could the day. be the next. You could be the next puppet guy for motion graphics. Right there, you go. I already am the puppet <laughs> you, guy for you, motion you graphics. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, we haven't seen any puppets for a while, though. Yeah, we it's been a bit. It's been a bit. Yeah. Taking a little <laughs> break. But you'll you'll see it coming back for camp, trust me. Okay. Yeah, see a little All bit right. of that. Yeah. Oh, man, you've also got the Think Story. Yeah, that's uh, a YouTube channel that I go to for... He does a lot of um, breakdowns of current shows and stuff, like you know Game of Thrones and Last of Us. Really, really good stuff as far as um, you know dissecting stories and and uh, and all that. Um, so usually has some really good content around um, some of the more popular shows out there these days. Good stuff. Have you seen everything, everywhere, all at once? Oh yeah, that's impossible. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I watch it all I just, the time. I got a delayed response from Julie on the. Just she just saw that part of the episode about the uh, the karaoke. Mm. So she said, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, that the karaoke party? The Yeah, the karaoke. For NAB. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Cam says, where's Dorpy? <clears throat> Dorpy's on vacation. Mm. He's on a long vacation. <laughs> well, we'll see what happened is, Dorpies, dude. I, I took him for a car ride. I said, you want to go to the park, boy? And Aww. I opened the door. Oh, so just sad. kidding. I'm just kidding. He'll be back. <laughs> He'll be back someday. Mm. Mm. Had to put him down. <laughs> he got rabies. Uh-oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nah. He's Dorpy's puppet. fine. I'm, I'm, I'm Dorpy's upset fine. About a Don't be upset about Dorpy. He's right here. I'm looking at him right now. I see him. I see him. He's perfectly fine. Nice. Yeah. Um, and we usually do MoGraph recommends. We've already done that with you, but you do mm -hmm. have some some notes on what you're currently watching and things. Mm -hmm. uh, so what's the latest on that? Uh, latest is, uh, so we got Gangs of London, which you can see on AMC Plus. Um, okay. It's uh, directed by the guy that directed The Raid, um, which I actually hadn't seen, but this Gangs of London is actually really good. Um, it's about, obviously, Gangs of London. Uh, and um, hmm. just they got some really, really good action and fight scenes, and so it's pretty brutal in, in some spots, but... Uh, I'm about halfway or three quarters of the way through the first season, um, but that was a nice, nice surprise. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you're watching uh, Your Honor, which is on Showtime, which uh, stars Brian Cranston uh, as a judge, and he gets into some deep trouble, and that's actually been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, another one is uh, Copenhagen Cowboy, which is on either Amazon Prime or Netflix. I think it's Amazon Prime. Uh, but that one, I'm only one episode into it, but uh, super uh, excited for it because it's um, Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, he was the director of Drive and uh, what was that other one? Um, uh, only God Forgives and Neon Demon. So it's like super... So auteur filmmaking uh, with uh, just like really stylized lighting and mm -hmm. uh, it just looks really, really good. But um, and he, he also did that series on Amazon called uh, Too Old to Die Young, which I watched. Um, but I don't think I'll watch it again because it was just <laughs> really, really brutal in, in, in some spots. I'm looking forward to the or uh, like. What's that? depressing or like uh a little bit a little bit depressing i mean too old to die young is uh basically a, a, a it's a limited series about um 
a corrupt um, like sheriff's deputy who gets involved with the Mexican cartel mm -hmm. and it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> mm, interesting. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie about like, uh, yes. uh, Air Jordans or whatever. Oh yeah. It was it called air probably. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that the first thing they've done together in a while? Like, what's the last thing Ben and Matt did together? I don't remember. I mean, I know uh, probably they... like <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob or something like that. Right. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, what is the name? It is called Air. Yeah, it, it is called Air. But uh, you know, it's funny. I was watching old Rick and Morty's from like months ago on youtube tv and the commercial came up i'm like where is that movie it's still not out it doesn't come out till mm. april and that's only in theaters mm. hi my name is sashia dumont i'm a writer actor and filmmaker hi my name is paul robinson i'm a director dp and filmmaker we are the creators and hosts of the go gorilla film cast an online source for all things indie film we are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of send three productions and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro budgets with skeleton crews Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. And, and you know the the uh, Oscars were on, and everybody's talking about it. yeah in theaters, in theaters, you know all that, and it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you know Jeff Burns said puppet time at camp. I actually had that as a suggestion for camp, no. where you would have like pieces and you could make your own puppets and things. And I still think that's yeah. a good idea for some point. That's a great idea. Doesn't yeah. sound like you're not you're not down with the puppets, Matt. <sighs> my thought, well, my thought on this not was as actually much as Dave is. It was to tie it into doing actual characters and movements. Is to tie it into how you would operate a character in real life and talk maybe talk about like emotions and how to you know emote with a puppet. You know, because if you if you learn some of that stuff, that mm -hmm. can translate to building a rig in cinema or or doing anything mm -hmm. like that. So um, it'd be a good idea. I think we've got our, all our bases covered. Mm. Uh, I mean, all of our space bases covered. Mm. Space, space. space bases space. covered, but space. we should. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of space, um, are you guys watching the new season of Picard? Yes, I see that <laughs> note, and I have, I have things. I'm not going to spoil anything no for spoilers. you. Here's the thing. I would say no spoilers because who cares about the other seasons at this point? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I'm thinking, I was thinking about it today, and I'm like, you know, do you even need to see season one and two no. to watch this? And it is so dramatically different and better and written better. It's exactly yeah. what season one should have been. Exactly. Yeah. This season so is I way, way better. So should I skip one and two? 
I would I watch. Watched, I started watching the first episode, and I just couldn't get into it. Okay, here's you the know? deal: season one is hard to get through it first, and mm-hmm. you kind of have a story. It's okay. Season two is god awful garbage. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't worthless. finish it. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Right into season it's three. So bad. I. I was two episodes from the end and I stopped watching it. I was like, I can't watch it. It's so bad. And then season three is freaking fantastic because yeah. it is how it should have been done. It's got original crew. It's on an actual ship instead of like this. We- it didn't feel like yeah. Star Trek. Mm. Right. Yeah. The first two seasons are just like, what, what is this? And, and they, this pertru- one, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. This one definitely, uh, it's got their Star Trek mojo back. Mm-hmm. Yes, like the first two seasons, they portray Picard as this frail, old, like washed up, and uh, like even stuff like about Earth is supposed to be this utopia in Next Generation, and it's mm-hmm. not. And you're like, what mm-hmm. happened? This is not the universe that I remember. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be that Earth is a utopia, and they make it look like it's not anymore. And like, I don't know. It was it was just the writing. There, the, the, where where I fell off was there was one particular episode with Guinan in it, mm-hmm. and it was this stupid, almost fantasiful, not scientific, not techy, not spacey thing. <laughs> I'm like, what is this Final Fantasy? Like, what is going on? Like, I just didn't understand. And then there was like a part where um, the crew was looking for somebody that had been on earth at one point like the night before had caused some havoc and the next day they come by and the guys there cleaning up the glass from the night before <laughs> oh she went that way what 12 <laughs> hours ago like what it was hmm. the worst writing i've ever seen in my life i actually tweeted it out because i yeah. it, i was so passionate about how bad it was i was hmm. like i tweeted at them i said what is wrong with you why why are you writing this? Like this is the worst writing I've ever seen. And apparently they listened to a lot of people who had that concern because it is a phenomenal third season. And yeah, rant. Third, and rant. Yeah. Yeah. Third season is is where it's at, definitely. Start there. <laughs> Matt, skip just skip to it. It feels I might. It, it feels like the other shows that are on right now. What do you mean the if other that makes shows? Sense. Uh Discovery and I, here, I really like Discovery. You know? Yeah. I, I'm I'm I think I'm up to like the latest season of Discovery, but I really like Discovery. Mm-hmm. Have you watched you know? Strange New Worlds? I have not. It's I wanted better. to finish Discovery before I finished Strange New Worlds, but I feel like there wouldn't be any crossover, especially with what happened no, there know, is. after they cut after the split. But There's, I could be wrong. I don't you're, know. You're kind of wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you'll see what I mean. But it's it's anyway, great. And I it's also better. Wanted, so I wanted to finish that, and then mm-hmm. I wanted to do Strange New Worlds, and then I wanted to watch Lower Decks. Like, mm. my whole goal is mm. just to get to Lower Decks. Mm. Yeah, well, Lower Decks doesn't... That's not... That's different. <laughs> I watched some of Lower Decks. I haven't watched it all, know. but... I haven't seen any of Lower Decks. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's kind of like Star Trek meets Rick and Morty. I mean, that's what I want yeah. out of Lower Decks. You yeah, know? It, it's pretty mm. good. It's fun. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure Jeff, he says he'll yeah. go on for days about Trek, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you wrote in here The Office. Yeah, yeah it's pretty much always. a nonstop, nonstop loop at our house. Is just, yeah. It's uh, always on. So, And uh, season five in the extended series is on. You, you've watched those, right? 
Because uh, those, those are the ones on Peacock, right? It is a must. Because we have we have the ones that we bought on iTunes, so we have all this, the whole seasons. But I don't think we have the extended. The extenders are so worth there. it. Like it's, it's yeah. There are some very good clips and scenes that show backstory and things and jokes and things. It was only mm. cut off, cut out for time. Mm. It's not not funny. It's not like they cut it because it wasn't funny. So yeah, right. there's some great extensions where like a 22 minute episode is now 56 minutes long or 45 mm. minutes long, and it's like wow, I didn't know this was going on with Creed and all these people in the background. Like mm. it's really cool. You start to put pieces of the puzzle together, mm. you know. And there's and like you the can only valent- see that on you can only see that on Peacock, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I pay monthly just so I can keep watching those extended episodes mm. over and over. So ridiculous! I'm terrible, mm. but uh, <laughs> like there's a, there's a particular clip. I think it was like Valentine's Day or something, and it's got um, it's got Ryan and Kelly in a dumpster outside doing it. <laughs> and I think that they cut that for television purposes. Uh-huh. But like, there's some funny things like that, and um, I definitely recommend it. At least get. Uh, I mean, they're in season five. You could get a subscription and watch all of them in a month, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a trial. But very cool. You know what I have found? Mm-hmm. I have found lately. So if there's a movie that I want to watch, you know, um, and like it's like eight bucks or six bucks to rent it or whatever, or there's a free like one week trial where it's streaming. <laughs> I'll just get the one week trial of where mm-hmm. it's streaming, right. you know, and then cancel my subscription after I watch the movie. And you can actually, if it's an Apple subscription, you can cancel the subscription right away. Oh, really? Did you know that? And it still mm-hmm. gives you that time until the end. It just won't charge mm. your card. So just do yeah. it immediately. Yeah. And it'll yeah, say, yeah, oh, yeah. you still have two weeks yeah. you know, or a month. I really want to watch the new season of Ted Lasso. I loved, mm. I, I yeah. loved season one and two. Yeah. Any other like music, uh, reading material, other things? Yeah, yeah. Um, just of note, uh, new releases from Hammock. They're one of my favorites. They're like an atmospheric, uh, ambient guitar band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love mm-hmm. in the Void. That's real good. Uh, Metric. Uh, their recent album Formentera is really good. There. Um, have you guys seen the um, uh, the movie Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a long time ago, yeah. So in the in the uh, battle of the bands, where they're fa- where he's facing off with that other band, and they have uh, Brie Larson as the lead singer. Yeah. So the song that they do is actually done by a band called Metric, uh, and that's how I found out about this this group. Uh, but just really cool, just solid like pop rock stuff, uh, mm-hmm. just with really smart arrangements and. So I've been uh, into them for quite a while, and they have a new album called Form and Terra, uh, which mm. is really good. Uh, and then um, there's this guy that puts out stuff under the name Jupiter 8. and I know that name. Well, Jupiter 8 is a uh, name of a synthesizer, um, and, he's, and he's he's sort of co-opted that name. And he does these uh, pseudo-movie soundtracks, uh, very much in, in sort of the synth wave retro uh feel so uh he's got he's got one um that i picked up that's basically uh very much inspired by like tangerine dream and like the michael mann soundtracks to like heat and uh some of Mm -hmm. you know those other michael mann movies and so that 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 stuff's been pretty cool uh and then one of my 
Staples is a uh, uh, makeup and vanity set. Uh, he's very much just all synth uh, driven uh, stuff. Um, and then <clears throat> one guy that I uh, got turned on to recently is this guy, Donnie Benet. And he's, um, he's from Australia and he's a bass player, but he does this like really like just. Uh, it's not silly, but it's like this retro, like his, his pulp persona is this like retro, uh, uh, sort of Lothario kind of, uh, 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 hipster guy. Uh, and he just, he like, he just plays this part so beautifully and, and like, he's just a totally awesome bass player and his music is, uh, is very, very unique, uh, in a, in the, in that retro sort of way. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then uh, another guy is uh, Hello Meteor, who yeah. just how he- do you discover all these these mu- these bands and stuff? Like uh, I feel like I'm still stuck on the bands from when I grew up. You yeah. know, um, mostly through YouTube, just like just recommendations through YouTube and um, different. And- I'm not on YouTube that much. You know what I do is mm-hmm. I just go into music I like and I right click on Spotify and say play mm. artist radio and mm-hmm, I yeah. usually will click you know a few that I like and you know put them in my overall playlist but then if I'm looking for new music I'll go to those songs mm-hmm. and then say okay let's look at their their deep cuts or actually let's go to this artist and usually the song I liked wasn't in their top 10 mm-hmm. and then I'll go be, and look at their top 10 and be like what's their most popular yeah you know, yeah yeah, I find him that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, like I've got a playlist called uh, "Skirt Skirt," <laughs> you know, and I've got uh, "Jumpman Radio," mm-hmm. uh, and I've got uh, yeah a couple others, and I'll just put on these radios. I, I've noticed though lately, like really, what I'm I, I'm realizing that what I enjoy working to is um, house music. Because it's driving, but it's not too intense, mm-hmm. like funk or something. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a techno guy. Y'all probably mm-hmm. aren't yeah. in the same <laughs> genre as much. A little bit. <clears throat> so. depends, on what, depends on what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much of a rush I'm in. I need more driving music the more of mm-hmm. in a hurry I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put on classical music while I'm in a hurry. <laughs> Anything else? Um, Reading-wise, uh, they're uh, uh, Heat 2. So do you guys remember Heat, the movie from uh, like the mid-90s, uh, Michael Mann um, yeah. directed with uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Val mm-hmm. Kilmer. Um, one of my top five movies. But... Um, Michael Mann actually came out with a uh, a novel that's a sequel. It's, a, it's both a sequel and a prequel to Heat, the the movie. It's called mm-hmm. Heat Two, uh, and he co-wrote it with um, uh, another author. Um, and uh, that that was actually really good. And it's too bad they never made a yeah, they uh, they couldn't go back and make a movie of that. But it, that was really good. Hmm. Um, cool. And then I discovered this artist uh, called uh, Sergio Toppi. And he's an Italian illustrator uh, and does a lot of graphic novels. And sounds really familiar. And he was just—I was just totally blown away by his style because it's exactly like sort of my lane, kind of like I really like that that expressive sort of um, line work uh, that he yeah, does and his distortion really of the, 
and his distortion of uh, characters. Uh, and uh, so I picked up a couple of his uh, graphic novels um, and been, been making my way through those. And then um, uh, I've, I've been into comics for a long time, but uh, was never really into the superhero comics. I'm more into the sort of niche uh, either you know painted graphic novels or just uh, lately it's been a lot of the sort of crime noir kind mm -hmm. of um, mm -hmm. graphic novels um, and the, my favorites by far are the ones from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips they've done like Fatal and Criminal and uh, a bunch of us so they got a, a bunch of uh, graphic novels that I'm also Man. making my, my way through you got a lot of info here you definitely don't have kids <laughs> I was gonna say you got a lot of time on your hands. Oh my goodness, <clears throat> that's great. So uh, and then, um, uh, Stop, I want your life and I want your talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not all roses, but uh, he uh, he wants to wear your face like a mask. That's what he's saying. <laughs> I didn't get to go to the Beeple party, so you guys got yeah. that. Advantage. It's true. It's true. You know. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, and then the, the last two that, that I had down were um, uh, Ryan Holiday, who runs uh, the Daily Stoic, um, mm -hmm. uh, working through his book called "The Obstacle Is the Way," uh, and then um, Dave McKeon. We mentioned him before. He, he, mm -hmm. He's a he's one of my top favorite artists, uh, and he he did uh, all of the covers for the Sandman comic. Um, as well as just a ton of other stuff too. Uh, and last year he actually published the book, uh, of his calls it, he calls it the conversations with AI. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he was familiar. like, yeah, he was on mid journey, like right away. And even like version like two or so. Right. And he, uh, basically I think within a week he had just spit out like thousands of images and then put it into a book and then published a book. And it was his conversations with AI. It was really, hmm. really interesting. And that, um, uh, and that kind of, uh, brought to mind some of the, the, the circling back to AI, uh, and how, you know, it's just like, some people are complaining about like, now you can just type in a word and get a beautiful image. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's still, I'm still finding that the best, AI is coming from people who are already good artists. Yeah. Um, right. And not to say that that's a definitive, you know, uh, judgment on AI or anything, but I'm just, I've, yeah. I've just noticed that like the, the best AI is definitely still coming from, uh, people who are already artists. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> oh man, that's a lot. I wish that everybody had the notes that you did every week. Cause that <laughs> makes it very, very easy. So there we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, Oh, one thing I did forget to put on there uh, was uh, uh, one piece of Camp MoGraph advice, uh, especially mm. if you, uh, like me, have uh, sleep apnea, is mm -hmm. to bring your CPAP. Because <laughs> last year I was like on the uh, on the on the cusp. I was like, eh, do I want to lug this? And then I was like, oh, I might be self conscious, like with my CPAP with everybody else in the cabin. But then I get there, and, and there's like, like fifteen or yeah. twenty people with CPAP machines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Bring yeah. an extension cord if you do that, though. You, you <laughs> don't know yeah. where the plug's yes. going to be. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. For Running sure. a generator outside. Big <laughs> gas generator for your... No, no there's power. There's power. We'll right. My good. wife has an APAP machine, and I'll tell you what, like, the hum of it or whatever, 
Wait, what's the difference? That, that puts me that puts me to sleep. Uh, CPAP is constant, um, uh-huh. and then APAP is um, I don't know. It's what's, like it, it just pushes, pu- it pushes air or something, just like when you need it or what, something. What's BPAP? You don't uh. want to know where that one goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. CPAP is constant pressure air mm-hmm. something. And then maybe it's auto pressure something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Mm. Dude. Automatic some... positive airway pressure. Uh, oh, automatic. Yeah. And then okay. C is constant. So APAP, I think, sees when you're not. <laughs> APAP is more premium. <laughs> more premium. Oh, Nick. Nice. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that was a solid, informative show. All right. I think, I think, I think you brought so much to the table with those notes. That was yeah, I, I, just note for everybody else in the future. Please do that because I love it. I love right. it. I don't get nervous. I feel very comfortable doing an interview when I know everything we've, we've got on the list. It's mm-hmm. freaking awesome. All righty. Um, yeah, man, I can't. I cannot believe how much stuff you're into and how much stuff you're doing, and can't wait to to see what your your camp uh, yeah. workshop is going to be yeah. for the, the, the cadets. Looking it's forward. Be awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait to launch for the cadets. Camp <laughs> campsite launches. Where, where can we get flight week. suits? Can we get flight suits? Oh, we're working on it. <sighs> working on it. Yeah, we're working okay. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cam says he wants an S tier pap. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Mm. Hmm. <clears throat> we'll have to find out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Helps get our ratings up. You can say you've been there, done that, got the t shirt with the MoGraph logo T, the Feel the Bab, Paul Bab shirt 2020. Mm-hmm. All the profits from that go. To Doctors Without Borders, the Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee, the MoGraph blandishment shirt, and of course, the That Renders Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear ironically. That's your champ. I should have brought her one yeah. this last week. You should have. Mm, yeah. yeah. I have to and, bring it to uh, NAB. If yeah. she comes to NAB. I don't know if she is. The tour. Maybe on the tour. Yeah. We'll give her one on stage. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's what we'll do. We'll do the, in, the, the outro of the show. And we'll mm-hmm. say, which you're only allowed to wear ironically, unless you're shams. And then we'll pull it out and we'll throw it at her. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Give it on, to her, not throw it at her. No, t-shirt cannon. <laughs> and, then we'll, and then we'll cannon them into the audience, too. <laughs> Who else wants one? Uh, we're on YouTube.com. Uh, YouTube.com slash MoGraph. We're on MoGraph.com slash live and MoGraph.com slash TV if you want to watch motion graphics tv 24 7 turn it on rip the knob off you can check out the show schedule here we'll have some new postings hopefully later this week and uh that about wraps it up gustav if people want to find you on the interwebs where can they find you uh best place to go would be just botched.com b-o-t-c-h-e-d.com awesome that's got everything all right i think that's it i think we're done all righty all right we're going to get back to the discords and things. If you want to join us on our Slack or Discord, we're mm-hmm. on Discord, usually not doing much in the channels, but just hanging on video. And yeah. most of the stuff in discussions and channels is on Slack. So yeah. uh, if you want to get access to that, I believe there's at least 
1,500. How many people are in there now? I think I it's like 1,500 people in Slack. Mm-hmm. you got to yeah. go to general to find out, right? 1,671. Oh, wow. 1,671 been artists. inviting a lot of people. Who knew? Yeah. So hit us up. And, nice. uh, yeah, that about wraps it up. So until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Gustav. Have a good one. Later, See yo. You. See you later. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HALFRES, and local meetups. Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. we got to stop this thing, Rick! It's going to kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame, frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.